0: The following is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: This podcast, we are going to talk about loving your kids. Another way of phrasing that is don't go to war with your kids everyone loses when you do that
0: in addition we're gonna be talking about loving your kids and then and I think this is a different thing you want to like your kids so we're gonna talk about both of those things and we have some examples of we have some examples of things we did right and we also have some examples of things times when we were learning so we're gonna jump right in most parents all parents we love our kids it's It's impossible not to love our kids. And so that part feels easy. But then, as you know, as a parent, it's also one of the hardest things you can do because how do you love them all the time? How do you, you know, you have frustrations, you have things, you get tired, you get hungry and uh, maybe angry and you just, you can trip over yourself. So we're going to talk about maybe how to handle some of that. I am going to talk about, first of all, I, my oldest daughter, she, and I don't know if you feel the, this way with your oldest, but she just was our guinea pig child. She got a lot of the wrong things happening with her, and you know we absolutely learned over time. And she might,
1: she might strenuously disagree with the title of this podcast, "Perfect Parenting" <laughs> of our series.
0: There's no doubt, but. We can talk about it. We laugh about it. I have absolutely offered to pay for all of her therapy when it comes to her mother issues.
1: The state really should give you a loner kid that you take out all your parents or a monkey wisdom maybe. On. Yeah, something, then go ahead and you know, screw up that monkey or whatever and then have kids. And
0: then you can have your kids.
1: When you realize you don't really know that much.
0: I had my Zella. She was our oldest child and I wanted my, I wanted to be the perfect mother. I wanted, you know, I really wanted to reinforce all of the things that I had to teach her, and I had to teach her right now. And I, so this, this is why I, our title is funny, as you're going to hear lots of stories how we're not perfect parents. But I, she was a toddler.
1: Maybe I'm stealing your thunder on this, but, but if so, we can tape out. But to frame this, we always, our oldest child we always treated her like she was 28 years old. We just, we just, <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that was the problem there is, you know, we didn't give her.
0: We didn't just let the, her be a kid. Yeah.
1: Just the slack to be one years old, to be two years old, five years old. We just thought she should know so much because she was older than the other ones.
0: Well, and that's because our kids came so fast. Yeah. Our, she was 18 months old when the new baby arrived. Well, look at all that she could do that the new baby couldn't do. She's practically an adult. <laughs> so, she just had those responsibilities. So, by the time she was a by the time she was going to preschool, so probably 4, she was I'd pick her up from preschool and she'd get in the car and I'd be just hard on her. You know, she wasn't doing this right. She wasn't doing that right. Before we were even home, she was gagging to the point where <laughs> she was like, she's making herself throw up and not, I mean, like, this poor child. Can you imagine the mental issues she's having to deal with? Well, I'm not sure
1: we're going to stop gagging. <laughs> and stop doing I that. I was
0: saying that. It was horrible. I didn't know how to help this girl. I knew, I, I didn't know at the time it was me that had the problem. I did think it was her. I So I called my mother. My mother had a friend who was in early child development and I spent some time on the phone with her and she gave me some great advice that I had used for a long, for all, all of my parenting. And, and she gave me a couple of things. First of all, she said exactly what Steve said, let your child be a child. And I had to figure out what that meant and what, you know, what the rules were, where I was comfortable, but mostly where was she comfortable? What did she need? And, one of the things that my friend, my mother's friend, told me is, your child is can't be perfect all the time. And she said, is, your, is Zella gagging and throwing up at preschool? Is she doing it at church? And I said, no, it's only with me, <laughs> which I took very personally. But she was able to say, okay, you know, this she's This five-year-old highly, <laughs> is
1: out to get
0: me. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. and. You know, she was saying, okay, if you want your child to be perfect, or moments of perfect, and when I say perfect, you know, if you want your child to behave, if she's going to not behave some of the time, wouldn't you rather her having those moments of vulnerability and moments of where she's testing the waters, wouldn't you rather her doing that at home than giving the preschool teacher, you know, challenging the preschool teacher, preschool teacher or challenging the nursery teacher at at church wouldn't you rather that happen at home and then and the the other thing she taught me and yes I did I wanted her to do that at home instead of out in public the other thing she said is let her just give her lots of space let her have these this time let her you know I was super helicopter at the time and I didn't think I was, that wasn't even a word a topic then I, that I knew of, but I was
1: Tiger moms at the
0: time. I was right? too in her face and trying to control everything because I thought as a mother, that was me doing the right thing. But once I could give her a lot of space, suddenly she stopped gagging. She wasn't throwing up all the time. And I mean, it's heartbreaking to me to think the kind of pressure I was putting on her. Now, I will say, over time, things, for sure, things improved on an immediate level. But I, as she got older, every time she was transitioning kind of into a new chapter, I didn't know how to do it. And that was super frustrating to me. And Zella got the brunt of that because I wanted to blame her that I didn't know how to parent. And that was not fair to her. Now, I didn't know how to do anything different. So, you know, I was doing my best, but it, she felt a lot of the pressure. And so I, you know, Steve was always, I was like, what do I do? And he was always like, just don't fight with her. And I would say, well, okay, that's not helpful. I don't, I couldn't figure it out.
1: Well, and I might've been saying that, but I, I sure wasn't much better. I mean you know if if we just had Zell, then man, we would be one hundred percent unqualified to do this podcast. I mean, you know the fact that we had four, okay, maybe we're semi qualified, but i you know Zella, just picture her like the ice breaking ship in the Arctic, you know that she's just going through and and just is we just created so many challenges for her by. Just you know, our active parenting expecting so much, and you know she taught us a lot. And uh, now we did. We should do a podcast on raising that oldest child because we would circle back to her and we'd say, "Oh, we're we're just learning." Sorry, we realize we wrong. did
0: this wrong. But right?
1: She taught us a lot, and that really opened up those channels, and it was much smoother settling sailing for her siblings because of the uh, the difficulty she had with her. Uh, her very loving, concerned, involved parents.
0: And you know, I have a so related to all of this. I have an, I have a somebody who calls me for some parenting advice, and they have uh, three kids, and they're kind of spread out. And you know, they'll call and say, "Our son, he's doing this and that, and the other. He is ten years old. He shouldn't be." And you know, they've got they've got a couple that are much younger than that. And I'll say. He's only ten years old. Ten is so little, and and you just don't always see that when you're looking at your oldest. So you know, think of that age, and stop for a minute and look around at your friends' kids, especially if they're you know have much older kids, younger kids. But then find a few of the examples of the kids that are your child's age, and do you have the same expectations for all of your kids? friends as you do for your own child my guess is you're expect if you're anything like me you're expecting more out of your kid than you expect of anybody else that child's age so be super careful about being generous with your child and and um giving them space to be the age that they are
1: well and we did the same thing but uh now, you know, I know exactly what you're thinking when we're meeting with, we're talking with young parents and they're like, oh, our kid is walking at eight months. Oh, our kid is potty trained at this age. Oh, our kid's, you know, four and knows the alphabet. And, you know, you and I are going, that poor child. <laughs> Let
0: the kid play. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other, so the other part of that, that I learned for sure with my oldest child is I and I said this I think parenting is the wrong word I wish it was I don't I can't come up with a better name but I wish it was childing because the focus would then be on the child when we call it parenting the focus is on us but if you're parenting where you're the center you're doing it wrong that is the worst kind of parent the one who thinks it's a as a parent, if it's about me, if I'm making decisions for my child because I'm worried about what people will think of me or I'm worried about how I look to the world or I'm worried about something my parent might say about me and somehow it's going to, you know, then, then I'm not doing what's best for my child. If I can make my child the center and I take out all everybody else's opinion about what should and could be done, I'm just thinking about what is the best thing for this child? Then I become a much better parent. And when I figured that out with Zella, that's when all everything else could fall away and I could really focus on her. It wasn't about me.
1: So I'll tell you one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was visiting my mother with uh, our third child, uh, our son Ike. And Ike was two, almost three, I think. And he was a terror. He just, I mean, so much passion. I mean, he was Vesuvius, just ready to go off. And so, you know, the slightest little thing would just set him off, and he would just destroy everything in his room. I mean, just splinter furniture. I mean, he was so out of control. And so I would... You know you can't go through life that way, right? I mean, you need to learn discipline and uh so I would say, "Hey, get it together, and don't do this, you know, blah 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 he'd
0: three year old child well, yeah,
1: you gotta learn <laughs> discipline you gotta you gotta <laughs> learn this, and so you can't you can't behave like this and so he would just lock his jaw and i mean just hands on his hips, and he's like, he's ready to fight me, you know, we're, he's ready to go to war, well, I have to win this war, because he needs to also learn obedience to his father, you got to learn that in life, right, and so this just kept escalating, and so I just really needed to teach him discipline obedience, so I was dropping the hammer, and so we're at my mom's, and I'm like, hey, I, we got to go, go clean up your room, go, you know, go do something, whatever, and he said, no, and I'm like, oh man, here we go, so I have to win this fight, right? Because he needs to learn to obey me. And so he went in the room where we're staying and just, I mean, you could just hear it. It was trashing everything because he was just furious. And so I, so exasperated, I love this boy. And so I said to my mom, I said, do you, do you, do you see that? And so she said, I do. Do you mind if we talk about it? And I'm like, oh boy, here we go.
0: Because she is was not a mother who gave advice often.
1: No, yeah, yeah. So
0: this, the fact that she did this, was a big, big deal.
1: She said, "I, I, I do see it, and I've seen it several times while you've been here. Let me tell you what I see. I see a little boy who wants his father's love and approval, and just can't find it. Oh my gosh! I mean, that that was probably the biggest." load of bricks that ever landed on me in my life to where I realized, wow, she is 100% right. And so I had just been, this is perspective. And this is, you know, what I want to talk about when we're talking about loving your kids, not going to war with them because she said it, I saw it. And so that boy's life changed at that moment. And our relationship changed at that moment. We got home back to St. George after the trip. So here was one of these moments. You know, I told him to do something. He said no. And then, uh, you know, I didn't even push the issue. So he just went into his room, just started trashing everything because, you know, he just skipped a few steps. Smart boy. And so I went in and knelt down. I said, come here, come here, come here, come here. And so I just gave him a hug and a kiss.
0: Just embraced him. Just
1: embraced him because I, I knew what was going on. Frustrated kid who can't find his father's love and approval. And so I said, I. I love you. I love you so much. Something's bothering you. If you want to talk about it then please, but I just I love you. And oh my gosh, I will never ever 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 forget him arching his back, you know, just so he could see me. He arched his back away from me. So he's just looking up at me up at me. He's like, "What are you up to? What are you up to?" This isn't this isn't how we play. This
0: is not the script.
1: This is not the script. What are you doing? You know, I just said, "All right, you know, love you but left him alone so then same thing like a day later two days later you know he's just tearing things up and so i just same thing now come here i i love you so much are you okay and so just gave me a big hug and uh okay so that's he's like two three years old flash forward he's uh
0: i'm gonna say within two weeks well, the fits had stopped.
1: Oh, they'd completely stopped. Completely he had, stopped. He had his father's life. Yeah, that's what that boy needed. Yeah. So, so when he's eighteen years old, I said, "I uh, think about this. Have I ever said no to you?" And he laughed. I said, "I said think about that and get back to me." So, you know, like a day or two later, he he came back. He said, "You didn't." He said, "I don't ever recall you saying no to me." And so, uh, you know, Ike's a good good kid. He's doing. Good things he 's a good man now, and uh that is all he needed is to know that his father loved him, and he didn 't need me to do
0: direct or teach he didn't he really needed need... to get out of the way he
1: needed me to get out of the way, yeah, just if he had my love, then he was ready to to take on the world
0: yeah it was it was there was such a big change, big change in our home, big change with that boy it was really. Yeah. And we've... Yeah, Steve has shared that story so much because... Oh, I wish I could tell...
1: I don't know if that's a father thing or a parent thing, but I wish I could tell that story to every father of a young child on the planet. Just love your kid. Just love your kid. That might be the only thing the kid needs. Yeah. And, And it is such a scary thought to me. What if my mom hadn't said that? She hadn't stepped in. I mean you know, I'm I'm kinda of dumb. Like like, it a would lot have us. taken
0: us a lot of time and we may never have gotten there. I mean the same with the woman who helped me find when Zella was having her problem, you know, gagging. Someone had to kind of say some things to me for me to see it. I was
1: doing this because I loved the boy. Right. He needed to learn discipline, then he needed to learn obedience. Obviously you need those things in life, but this, issue wasn't discipline and obedience. The issue was knowing being comfortable knowing that his father loves him
0: and you know so completely related to that we started off by saying love your kid which is exactly what you were trying to do but we weren't you and i in both of these instances weren't liking our kid i had to fix whatever i thought was broken about zella you had to fix something broken about ike but the reality is those kids weren't broken We needed to learn to like whatever this was. Now, and we don't mean we liked that Ike was throwing the fit. He was throwing the fit because we were, that was, that's one other step. There was, he needed, we needed to like these kids for who they are and for what they brought to the table. And they weren't necessarily things that we we don't get to pick those things. The kids walk in as they are, you know, or come to us as they are.
1: He had a need. And rather than me dig in and try to see what that need was, uh, well, I had it in my mind. It was it was one or two things. And that's what I was focused on. And uh,
0: and again, we were doing it out of love, but we weren't getting it right. And that gets me to the let. And, and
1: so, you know, maybe a follow up on that. Just with your young kids, just be soft. Just be soft and loving. They're young. Be soft. I completely agree.
0: The last part of this that I want to talk about is catching your child. We're so good about when we catch our children doing wrong. And I am absolutely of the philosophy, catch your child doing right. And I I mentioned this. I have a daughter home from college today. And She said, what are you guys going to be talking about? And I told her, and she said, oh, I have a good story. And I was actually going to give a version of this, but I'm going to repeat what she said to me today. And she said, what I loved about you guys is you would catch us doing good things. She said, I remember you saying, out of the blue, you have such good friends. Thank you. I just am so proud of you. You're just, I can't believe what good friends you had. And she said... She was probably, you know, 11, 12. When I said that, I said it a lot. But I'm thinking of the time when she said, I knew you were watching. And I I loved getting that good feedback. I was happy to give you what you wanted. That you were glad I had good friends. I knew you were watching. So I always wanted to have good friends. Because I knew that was something that was important to you. And, you know, I would, once I learned that concept, that to me was my, my magic wand. I used it all the time. And, you know, if I had a kid, you know, who really was having a problem with something, you know, a a child wiping boogers on their sibling every, every hour, then I'd catch at the 30 minute mark, I am so proud of you that you didn't wipe any boogers on your sibling. Thank you so much for bringing peace to the house. Just, you know, as as I can see my child getting ready to dig in, you know, it's, <laughs> you, you try, but I could say the kind thing instead of stop wiping boogers on your sibling. Oh
1: my God. So our, our second child, Ruth, she's the devil spawn. I'm, I say that
0: with. She's the one who just told that uh, kind story. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but she is.
0: <laughs> yeah, she is. Um so your spawn? <laughs> no,
1: she she no I mean oh my gosh, she can entertain me so much. I mean, when she is up and laughing and in a good mood, it it is the sound of angels. It is I am so up. But um, uh, you know, when she's when she's on one, when she's in a mood it really, it really gets to me. I mean, this girl really, really can impact me. You know, part of, part of it is there's so much about her. I don't understand. I mean, she's this incredible package and, uh, you know, there are highs and lows, ups and downs. And so, you know, as, as you gave me the title of this one, loving our kids, not going to war with our kids. I think about there are so many times with Ruth, that she would she would just be so upset or mad, or, and she would just say something to me that it it was just the dumbest thing I'd ever heard, and I'm just
0: get under your skin. Oh my god! Oh
1: man! Because again, this girl can she can just move me. She can impact me, and so you know I'm I'm ready to respond just to say what that makes. What are you talking? That makes no sense. So, I can't tell you the number of Kind times. of
0: ready to start kind of a fight. Ready right? to say, what are you? Why are you? What are you doing? Well, because
1: clearly, clearly she's trying to pick a fight and she's just saying something. And so, you know, I'm just going to respond saying, take
0: that we, bait. We got, we
1: got <laughs> to set this straight. And so, I just think so many times you just running up behind her and you're just like waving your arms, shaking your head no, and just telling, you know, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. Don't do this. And, uh, Those are times when, you know, I would just, I would just bite my tongue and I wouldn't say, I just kind of look at her like, okay, I'm just going to act like that makes sense. And uh, then it would deescalate. And, you know, it was always something with her. She's, she's really emotional and things, you know, it's something at school, something with a friend. It, It has nothing to do with whatever thing she said. And uh, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. I'm so glad that I didn't unnecessarily drag her into a fight, drag her into a war. And uh, for me, that was with that one, that was just training to teach myself that this girl can move me. She can get a reaction out of me. And, you know, I just have to change myself. I have to improve myself to where I don't take it just enjoy those highs and when the low and the emotions come just figure okay there's there's a story to this
0: well and i absolutely i remember running up behind her or stepping in the room going steve i need to talk to you right now <laughs> like, right now no I, i'm gonna I, no
1: i can't talk right now right now there's, bait, there's bait dangling in front of me <laughs>
0: So, yeah, and that was cuz for whatever reason that didn't her those kinds of things were not bait for me. I just and and probably with Zella. That's the same thing. I would take the bait and you wouldn't yeah. and I couldn't no, figure it out. Yeah, I hadn't thought that's of it That's interesting right cuz I had
1: I had no idea why you would take the bait. From Zella, I'm just like, well, Sarah clearly. And she's...
0: Then, uh, but then the same thing's happening with Ruth, and I was, yeah. I'm so that's saying, Stop, funny. Stop. That's yeah. funny.
1: So Zella pushes your buttons like like Ruth does on me. Yeah. And when I say push buttons, you know, I want to clarify in 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 good, good, best good, good ways. Good ways but yeah. When when she when she wants to fight, oh, she can push that fight button too.
0: I I and we mentioned this, but I want to say it again because it is the magic wand. Oh, catch her kids doing good. It, it, whatever is happening right now, text them right now, call them right now, look back in the car and tell them something they're doing good. They're not kicking the back seat. They're not crying. They're, you know, that they're being so good. They're being, you know, they're being kind that you, they did something last night. Find something. They've done something, um, in the last few minutes, in the last few hours. And, and then. Do that more, 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 and, and it starts to come easier. And then you're in front of it. Then you're just, my, you know, I was to the point where I was always saying, oh, my kids are so good. I'm so lucky. And I was never, de- you know, I was never self-deprecating. I was never one to challenge them or, you know, rarely. I, I tried never to. I'm going to say never on this one. I tried never to say, oh, well, but you should see them. You know, when I'm trying to put him to bed, I wouldn't ever say that. I would say, I'm just so lucky to have such good kids.
1: Yeah. And so, you I know. I still say that. Even, even though Ruth is fully an adult now. I mean, I do feel weird that I called her the devil spawn because that's the kind of stuff we never do outside of our conversations. And, you know, we, we never go out of our way. I'm sure being parents, we do embarrass them at times in front of friends. But, yeah, we.
0: We try never to do that. And so, you know, do... And and you will start to see your child respond to you. If that's not something you're already doing, start it. You will be amazed. And then you can learn to use that wand, that magic wand. You can use that skill to get your child to do the things that are important to you. And, and you can decide when and where to use that tool because it's it's an important one. And
1: Well, it's funny. So uh, our oldest, Zella, you're... On the phone so much with her, helping her navigate yeah, she's an adult. life things. She's
0: 25 now,
1: you know. So thank heavens you didn't go to war with her, and um, you know Ruth especially now that she is in law school, uh, she's something on the phone with that you. I did, yeah, on the phone quite a bit, and we navigate things, and so yeah, don't. There's, there's no upside going to war with your kids.
0: Because whatever you're doing right now, it's a season, and it's going to pass, and you want to have a friendship with them. You don't need to be a friend to them now, but be kind to them now. Be, you know, be a parent. Because we are having a ball as our kids are becoming adults that we're really, they're calling us, they're talking to us, they really like spending time with us, and that's, I see a lifelong friendship now that we can develop as they've become adults and it's because we didn't burn too many bridges when they were little the perfect parenting podcast is a production of vanguard media steve urquhart and sarah urquhart are the hosts writers and creators of the podcast Chris Van Garrett is the executive producer. Hammond Chamberlain is the associate producer and sound engineer. And Shayla Don is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Perfect Parenting Podcast. I'm Chris Van Garrett. Thanks for listening.
1: This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.